I guess that's a good time. <laughs> <laughs> we never left. I live here. <laughs> Sorry. Is there a movie that we're going? We're quoting no, it's, here. Uh, it's like a, only me and like two other people. Whatever. <laughs> we're going. We're there. I have no. I hope I those two other people are listening. Year, and um, which is like that. Yeah, yeah, the, the Barry, Barry, right? Yeah, it's like yeah, it's in uh, Burles Burles Creek. Every half a country girl from Newmarket wants to go to Boots and Hearts. Oh, so man. I've never been, but I'm that, that, well aware. That was the, uh, that's honestly when I stopped uh, loving country music. Because you met too many chicks from Newmarket? No. <laughs> no, I, I met this guy, and he said some of the most hot takes I've ever heard in my life. About? Races. Oh, <laughs> boy. Yeah. And I was I was just so uncomfortable. And he was also six foot six, 320 pounds. <laughs> Like, like, like the type of guy that slaps you on the shoulder when you're talking, and you're like, like, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Nice. And then since then, I was like, maybe this isn't the crowd I want to be hanging around <laughs> with too much. <laughs> it was like shockingly uncomfortable. I'm not gonna. Yeah, it, but, I um, uh, yeah, six foot six, three hundred and twenty pounds, a solid racism. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. There, there were some people. Oh my, there's some characters there though. There was a one guy walking oh, yeah. around and looking at looking back. You know, you're you're young. It's fun and it's like whatever. This is there's a guy walking around topless with sh- uh, uh, domers are for schmucks written on him. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> and it was like hilarious. Okay, all I right. saw that guy. I was dying <laughs> laughing. But then now looking back, I'm like that guy has to live oh with my that for his whole life. Wait, was that tattooed? No, 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 oh no, no, my no, god. no, 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 like, not tattooed. No, no, no. It was, but he has to live with something for the rest of his life. Something r- itchy, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely, yeah, definitely something. Oh, the worst, boy. worst thing about it, like, I guess, best case scenario is just a bunch of people have photos of him. Can, yeah, that, confirm. Let's use that as our reference material. Yeah. Is this the? Is this the same mm, guy? That I'm out. Sorry, I'm gonna pass. Domers are for schmucks. <laughs> yeah. That reminds me, there was. Um, uh, I didn't. I didn't choose it for today's episode, but maybe this will be a half a rant. Who knows? As I'm looking for the the Reddit random, I was in the I went to the Ask To subreddit just for like let's see what interesting questions people are asking. Perhaps we can dive down a rabbit hole. I decided it was probably neither of our fortes to to discuss at any length, but the question was um, something along the lines of why are is like the hookup culture in Toronto or the people that hook up in Toronto so against using condoms. <laughs> Clearly, one of the guys at Boots and Hearts Domers fits that are, category. Obviously, for schmucks. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, they're just not schmucks. Yeah, that's uh, that's the answer to that question. Yeah, I don't. I'm not going to comment on that. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I uh, don't, uh, <laughs> it's been been married for a while. <laughs> well, what uh, what the reason I started speaking about uh, Boots and Hearts was because, uh, yeah, that that we're going, we're there, we're yeah. just oh. we're there with like. like <laughs> We went and we were there. We, you you were there. We were there. Yeah, and there was just these guys, of course, hockey guys probably, and they're just screaming like, "We're going!" And everybody's like, "Are you going?" Go-. And then they got such a big group of people together, and we're say all that? yelling. We're, I was part of it too. I was like, "We're going!" I don't know where, but we're all going. And everybody's to the so excited. Island. We're going <laughs> to Centerville. Like, <laughs> this is. <laughs> This is like yeah, this is like midday boots and hearts. So Money. everybody's going crazy. Yeah. So when I went was when I was in university, I tried that in uh, like Frosh Week. Uh-huh. So you know you're just meeting a bunch of people, meeting people who live on my floor. Yeah. We're all, yeah. We're all like, 
not friends yet, but like getting there. And uh, so we go outside into like the campus at night and like there's a bunch of first years there because everybody's excited and going out. And me and my buddy start yelling like, we're going, we're there, we're going. And we had a group of like 30 people rolling up to these house parties that were like 10 people inside. So we would just go from party oh to party bringing this group yeah. of people. It was so much fun though. But, uh, but yeah, so now it's just, you know, small, small amount of people know that saying. I hope they're listening. Probably not. <laughs> Uh, oh lord yeah good times man university was the festival was, days um, was a lot of fun I'm i wouldn't know <laughs> i'm definitely happy other people's uh, universities were a lot of fun yes it, it was interesting so so going to university so i i originally wanted to uh get a bba a degree um and go into bba and what happened in my marks in high school we're talking many many years ago they were very very high I was, I was actually pretty smart, believe it or not. And uh, what happened is Lucky. in grade 12, so the, the year that kind of matters the most, mm. uh, like first half of the year, I get another bad concussion. This is like my 10th mm. at this point. And hockey? Uh, yeah, that one was hockey. First game of the season, just get hit. I'm a goalie. Too. I, was, I was a goalie, and I got hit in the head, just down, lights out, got up, skate off the ice said screw this i'm never playing again like this is not worth it anymore i already know i'm not gonna be pr- i'm not making any money off this, this yeah, is just yeah, dumb yeah at this point my marks went from like 90s to like 70s in Ooh. the span of like a month and a half uh yeah it was like really bad like my teachers pulled me aside and they're like hey you're a really good student but what you're not happened? gonna get in anywhere yeah. well they knew what happened right, right. I, was, I was in like a, a sport program and they're just like you're not gonna get into anywhere like you you need to figure like we need to get you help we need to figure this out so uh, like got the help that I needed and everything. And it was definitely an uphill battle after that. Cause my marks went so low. Mm. So I finally got them up to like an 87, which was like pretty good. Uh, but the, not, like where I was BBA trying to, level. It, it was, Oh, but like the cusp. Right. Um, so anyways, some, for some reason I didn't, even though I knew people that had way lower marks get in, I don't know, maybe extra curricular, who knows. Uh, but I, like, I think I was very lucky that I didn't get in because I chose economics instead, which was actually what I kind of was more interested in. Mm-hmm. I thought BBA was going to be cool. I'm like, oh, I'm going to learn how to you know, be business. And then you get there and you're like, oh, this is kind of. Yeah. Kind of Shout out to thing. everyone with a BBA. They'll know. They'll probably <laughs> tell you. They'll They're tell like, you. yeah, it was yeah. trash. Yeah, you have to learn no like fours, five forces. And, uh, it was just like weird. And like, it's very, oh my God. So BBA courses are very, they're very strange. It's all about regurgitating things that you memorize, which oh, yeah, which yeah, makes yeah. sense, right? Like if I'm if I'm hiring this guy to to you know run operations at my company, I want to make sure he he's gonna go through all the steps that needs to be done mm-hmm. and he memorized them. But that's all it was. Like like if you if I said um uh what what's a word that what's like what's something that has two words that mean the same thing? Um uh oh my god, this is not I'm not I'm not a Synonym? Like, like if it, okay, if I was like here, this is a cup, and I wrote a mug. Yeah, yeah. I would get that answer wrong. It had to be Wild. cup. Has to be the exact gotcha. word that they're okay. looking for. Which is fine, honestly. Whatever. I'm not ripping on it. Uh-huh. Not for me though. I was like, this is no. Mm-mm. I'm I'm more like I learn things. I have to put in my own words. I have yeah. to like feel it, and then I'll understand it. But if I'm like, oh, you're calling it a cup, but for me it's a yeah, mug. Yeah. It's the you, exact right. I, like, just because you say that I have to learn this this way, or you say that the exactly. the answer needs to be, you need to come to the answer this way. 
therefore your answer is wrong, even though you got the right answer and you will always get the right answer with a different methodology. You didn't use the proper methodology. Exactly. So therefore, That's exactly it. Wrong. Wrong. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And like just lose marks and God, start my so, life. <laughs> so yeah. So I, I kind of got lucky. I got into economics and then I chose finance as well for some reason, because I was like, I, I want to feel pain. This is, this <laughs> I hate great. myself. Yeah. I hate myself. Uh, so yeah, I was doing like, just full on math for the four years. And, uh, it was, it was great. Like math's it, cool. It, it was one of those things where, um, I think for, for myself, the first couple of years of university, I was like excited mm. to be there and just like be around friends and, you know, you get your first taste of being independent and just like making mistakes and having fun and whatever. And then the third and fourth year was more where I think my work ethic kicked in where mm -hmm. I was like, okay, now I need to start grinding and, I, I treat it as a nine to five. So I would wake up, work all day and then clock out and have fun. And I did both. Yeah. And I, I kind of learned, uh, I kind of like learned a lot about myself during that time. And it was great. Would I ever want to go back to those days? No, <laughs> I'm happy. I'm, I'm past them now. I look back and I'm like, that was ridiculous times. Really fun. Made some good friends. It's, it, it's uh, they make for good stories. Right. And then you're like, I can't do that again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think I'd die. I could never do that, that again. Stuff. Yeah. yeah, I would die. I might get arrested. I might. I don't know. <laughs> Just not a good time. Yeah. Don't don't repeat. It was a lot of fun. And good thing I'm I'm still in contact with some of those guys. So all, all good guys. We're going. Them. We're going. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was a side tangent. Uh, yeah, ten minutes worth of. Uh, well, a little bit more Ooh, background. Like, We're going to use that. that. We're going to clip that. <laughs> yeah. I guess, like, I don't know. I learn a little bit more about each other every uh, every episode. I know. For the better or for worse. <laughs> no, that was definitely for better. <laughs> That's for better. Like, yeah. This time. Those are the wild days. And then uh, things are very different now. Very different. That's like, a good thing. Maybe. I mean, you see it, right? Like, when it's different, yeah, exactly like, like what you said, it should be a good thing. You should use certain periods of your life to grow. And if you're not, yeah, um, then like, what you know, what are you doing? Hey, that's all right. I guess everyone can do their own thing. I mean, look, you want to chill? You're you always chill. growing. Like, look, this is something I thought about as a kid a lot. Uh, deep thoughts. I don't think I most kids had this, this thought. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, so when I was a kid, I always used to think like, in my head. My parents have no clue what they're doing and not, okay, not because they didn't have. Make sure to email uh, them this episode. Yeah. Well, they'll watch it. They had, but in my head, I was like, they had no clue what they're doing. Not because they didn't, but I'm like, I'm the first kid they, they had. How would they know? Like, they're just. Man, learning. you thought that deep? Yeah. I, mean, I was a trippy kid. <laughs> <laughs> I used to, man, I, I, I had insomnia. I would stay up all night thinking uh, about things. Yeah. I, I was like. Okay, they're they're the only people that know <laughs> what's going on. And now, as a as a father for a year, I'm like, they didn't know fuck all. <laughs> Clip it. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know fuck all. Anyway, well, no, that's no, true. I mean, you know, there was a there was a time in my life where I thought Greek people were the only people on the planet because I was like <laughs> around Greek people all the time, and of course, Greek people are like Greece is the best. Yeah, yeah, Greek, yeah, yeah. Greek, 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 and like. Uh, so yeah, when I was a little little kid, for sure, I was like <laughs> totally brainwashed in this like echo chamber of Greek 
Greekness. That, that, um, there's a little bit of that you can still see coming through. Definitely. I mean, it is the best. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, like, you, you learn that no one really has any idea what they're doing. No. And, uh, and you have to constantly, constantly be learning. Yeah. And, uh, learning, so. improving, adding tools to your tool belt, skills yeah. to your skill tree. Hey. <laughs> Nerd talk. <laughs> yeah. That's, I think... <laughs> Swear to God, I think it was like World of Warcraft that gave me like some semblance of work ethic. <laughs> like, hey, life is just a, a giant MMO. Quests. Like, it's just a, yeah, things are quests. You're like, constantly questing. You're, every time you level up, you gain a skill point. Yeah. You, you put it into the right skill tree. Uh, I was, uh, I'm, I'm, any game that I play is quite the like, just always min-maxing. So like building characters in like Diablo 2, for example, as a, as a, a young buck everything's like locked in permanently so you need to have your build path set up ahead of time so you're like i do this and then i get this skill then i put it into this tree so that i can unlock this skill that's how i look at life sometimes right you're like i'm just gonna do this thing and then i get my real estate license and then boom because that helps me do this and i already know how to do all these other things and property management and blah and then investing and yada 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 and then this all just kind of works together and whoa yeah those Life's games a, do a really Life's a video game. They it, they do a really good job at uh at like mimicking how life is. I mean, you get that uh, there's not as much delayed gratification in video games. There's more like No. Well, and that's you know, yeah. That's, that's why they're problematic. so That's why they're so enticing. Well, I could go work for a year and then level up my real skill or play WoW nonstop for a year and be a god. <laughs> <laughs> Not even a year. No, it takes like three even, months, yeah, and you're like kind of god level. You would need uh, you would need some real life VR metaverse action to get any kind of that's value Ready out of that. Ready Player One, if yeah, dude, I'm gone. Dude, Ready Player One uh, becomes reality. You put oh, a I know you're gone. put a little VR suit in the back of you a van. Like Four thousand dollars worth of equipment, <laughs> like all top of the line stuff. Well, yeah, if you can cash <laughs> out, if you can like cash out yeah, to like real 100%. world stuff, that's a new job. Yeah. That's a whole. All right. Well, or, wow. Okay, <laughs> bit of a tangent. Oh, hey, man. sometimes we talk about real estate and stuff and local things, and other maybe. times we don't. And sometimes always, we talk about honestly, whenever I'm boots doing anything, I, I always think like, oh, I'm questing right now. I gotta, you know, I gotta <laughs> go get grocery. I'm like, get a bundle of bananas, and I'm like walking over, get it, kill check. three boars. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. It's how my it's how my uh, brain works now. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's a, gr- a grocery list is just a little like quest tab on the side. And you're like, okay. Well, you know what? I, I, I didn't learn this really uh, recently, but it's kind of kicked in a little bit more. I guess the older I'm getting, the more this is kicking in is uh, the fact that, okay, when I was younger, mm. I would say, I'm, I'm going to start working out now. And then three weeks go by, I'm like flexing in the mirror. I'm like, oh, nice, okay. Why am I not two huge? months go, well, like two months go by, I see the progress and then I get like happy and I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm like, good now. I'm good here. Yeah. And like three months, four months, like you, you see a good, if you work out hard for three, four months, you're going to see a pretty big difference in yourself. Mm-hmm. And you're like, ah, whatever. Like after that, you're like, I look good. It's summer. Woohoo. And then done. And then like a year later, <laughs> a year later, you're just like, how did I get back? How, <laughs> yeah. I weigh yeah. more than what I originally started. Where now I'm finding a lot of happiness in the process of getting there yep. instead of that outcome. So now I'm not like, oh, I want a six pack ab. I want to be flexing uh, and uh, yep. girls. And like, this is now it's more like, 
oh my god i woke i like i woke up early and now i'm about to go for a run and i feel so healthy and now with the rest of my day i feel kind of good and you know i feel comfortable and now it's like it's like 10 p.m and i'm tired i'm yawning i'm like oh it's time for bed <laughs> this is definitely me getting old <laughs> where before i'm like it's, it's 11 o'clock i'm gonna start meanwhile i'm going the opposite direction I feel like and I'm like, it's 10 p.m. Everyone else is in bed. It's time to put some headphones on and start blasting that airbrush. And then why is it one o'clock? Uh-oh, I need to go to sleep now. I guess it's very different when you have a little, oh. little kid. Eh, you know what? It's just, it's just like finding those like moments of like, okay, I still have hobbies and I still want to like, still got a job and still have like hobbies and like have want to have like at least a little bit of time on the side of all that stuff. So it's either doing that while we're like watching tv after she's gone to bed and winding down that, or that's like pretty impressive just headphones go I, I, I feel like a lot of people i hear of that have a kid totally delete their whole life well because it's i it's mean that tough. was kind of the first year like she's just ticked over a year now mm-hmm. this is going to be the kid rant episode i guess not rant it's been a great year <laughs> um, but it's time consuming right there's i mean one like like i said no one as a first time parent, I feel like knows fuck all uh, aside from apparently my wife who just absorbs all of the information. The mommy blogs are strong. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of info on those mommy blogs, but like the first year was a lot. I mean like, okay, coming back off of like COVID. So like head in the sand already. And then like have to be ultra careful from pregnancy and one year old and stuff through all of that. Now she's one, she's healthy. We're kind of like getting into a rhythm of stuff a little bit. And I'm like, okay, let's have a life again. Let's like do things. All I would do before was like mobile games because that's all you can do. She's like, she's like, okay, well, I'm fucking grind the thing. <laughs> <laughs> My little like corner off to the side. It's okay, like, there's nothing going on. You're like softly whispering. I, I don't know why I did that. That was real fucking creepy. That doesn't <laughs> actually <ASMR>. happen. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, now, now, only now can we start to like find little semblances of like reality again and like we're actually our own people. Anyways. Well, you, you did a pretty good job, though, throughout the whole time. I mean, for you, maybe you cut back your hobby by, like, 90%, but you still remain some sort of level of, okay, I have 30 minutes, I'm doing something that I, I like, where I feel like a lot of people who don't, and I'm sure you lost your mind a few times during that time period, but, I mean, like, I, I feel like a lot of people let that grow out of control, and mm. they get to that year-plus part, and they're just, like, totally destroyed because they're yeah. just like well i like I, it was stressed for a year i didn't do anything i feel like i'm so obligated to stare at this baby all day and not like i feel like that's how i'd react right now i'd be like oh my god i'm paralyzed i mean i do until she goes to bed and then that's fine that's not for the first little while too then we just we would just like she'd go to bed and then we would stare at the baby monitor and be like oh and then we would be like okay she hasn't moved for a while is she dead no <laughs> oh okay she's good and then we'd be like oh, okay well this is boring now let's look at all the photos i took <laughs> It's just more oh, and more and so more. Wholesome. <laughs> I know. So I cute. Know. But it's like, I don't know, sometimes to your to your point, like I've met people who are like, uh, good luck. Welcome to hell. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, whoa. You're like, holy crap. This is supposed to be a happy moment. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. It, it, it's it is. Hard. It's definitely uh it's definitely hard. It takes uh takes a village, as they say. But um no, it's totally it's totally worth it. I think I think we are we are lucky. She's been great like some some friends of ours are like you know you guys really aren't do you're it's not fair what you're doing setting the bar so high now every time we're gonna when we're gonna have kids it's gonna be like oh what little the fuck shits running around. where's that one we want we want their kid <laughs> <laughs> 
Or she's just going to be an absolute nightmare when she's like a teenager or something. So we'll see. That probably will happen either way. Yeah. To be or honest. like the next one's a nightmare or something. Something. But having a teenager, as of right now, is oh. probably not fun. Just I need you when you were a teenager. <laughs> I was a to, fucking prick. <laughs> someone had to do it. I was not a good. Sorry, thanks, mom. Sorry, dad. <laughs> <laughs> like. Uh, this is when we need to build garden suites everywhere, or at least in our own house. Stick them in the in nice back. little. No, that's for me. That's <laughs> my escape. That's how I get away. A little hobby space. A little, yeah. We don't need an actual proper garden suite. I just need four a walls, a little bit of a heater, be a washroom. <laughs> yeah, probably a washroom. So you don't have to ever <laughs> pull out couch. Yeah. Anywho, no, things are. It, it's good. And uh, again, finding the little little bits of time for yourself. And now we kind of like. Let's do a little bit more hobby. And you just, I don't know, you work, work life around it. Things are good. So kids I, are cool. I, and they're I, gross. I'm not one to put words in someone's mouth, Uh-oh. but I'm going to do what it I anyways. Oh, that was close. Yeah. So uh, she's not here to defend herself. Ooh, who we talking shit about? Samantha. Oh. Samantha Chan from. <laughs> yeah. I'm not talking shit, but, <laughs> but <laughs> no, no. I know you and her have a have a an opinion re- recently that there's some big value spreads that are available on the market, and uh, yeah, I switched the topic up to real estate. By the way, yeah, yeah, um, we're on real estate. Uh, and I some, think I know where this is going. There's some big value spreads, uh, meaning you can pick up some properties that are at absolute floor level, pump some yeah. renovations, and get maybe two x or more out of that renovation cost back in a refinance. I don't think that's exactly how I put it, or it was pretty close. How put, Sam put it? I, I mean, I would say okay. But first of all, it I didn't like put a, it the same way that she did, but yeah. I do, I it, do agree with the, the sentiment in the general direction. Was like a of two a.m. commercial <laughs> on like, do you want to make money in real estate? <laughs> that's exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Call this number now. What are you waiting for? If I can do uh. it. <laughs> Oh, that's accurate. Yeah, okay. Sorry, Sam. For a short time only, we'll be in your city. <laughs> yeah. Come to the Metro Toronto Convention Center on <laughs> March whatever, whatever, for a two-weekend summit, yada, yada, yada. And I each. promise we, yeah, first hit's free. Okay. The first hit is free. Maybe 200 bucks. <laughs> but you're not leaving the room without the 10 grand package. <laughs> That's coming oh, next. That's um. It's funny. It's funny how house. quickly those guys disappeared. It went like Feb twenty twenty two, March whatever. Like it's crazy how fast that scaled up in the past like three years ish. Like how many different Facebook ads you would get on like a oh, daily, yeah. or even like in the mail, or even like calls, like just in a, on a regular basis. And like before, you would see the big names, the property brothers of Scott McGilvery, like the people that had done like HGTV or yeah. whatever. And they're still kind of probably doing them. But then all of a sudden, you're I like, don't see those who anymore. the fuck are you? And who the fuck are you? And you, what you JV'd with your mom and <laughs> on, and now you're like a guru who's selling $10,000 courses and yep. like other people's money, other people's money. And well, where'd they go? That, even Scott Oof. McGilvery. I haven't seen. And, no, I don't anywhere. think, I don't think, I, I don't, think, I don't think I've seen any of them really. There's not really much to charge people for now. I mean, before there was more of a buffer zone, right? You yeah. can be like, hey, uh, at any given time, 10% of the deals on the market are probably going to work. So just I mean, go find those 10%. And now it's you like... You weren't even... Most people weren't looking for... Like, 
you're talking about deals that we would look at and be like fundamentally income in cost here, cash flow, great appreciation, maybe, but if it happens, bonus. That's like, okay, you can make a deal work under those circumstances. These were like, I buy real estate, number go up. True. I make Curious money. Speculators. <laughs> Problem solved. Yeah. Uh, those are gone. Those <laughs> are gone. Yeah. Anyway. Well, I guess, yeah, but I mean, three years ago, anything you bought was going up pretty much. That's the, yeah. That was the entire like thesis of people's real estate investing investing and everybody was a genius was number yeah. go up and now i'm genius and i leave my six-figure tech job so because i can buy real estate lies now yeah right like i'm seeing i'm seeing so many less names that i uh, oh like agents <clears throat> agents yeah i'm saying agents even investors i mean it's not as much as i expected to be honest i thought it would be way more doom and gloom at this point yeah, by now. Um, by now. I'm curious to see what happens on Wednesday. Like a year ago, I was like, there's no way rates go up to like 4%. I think if rates go up zero, not at all, on Wednesday, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting. I think it's floodgates are opened. I, I, imagine yeah. they went down. That's not going to happen. But imagine. They were just like, eh, we're going to go down like there's a no quarter way, point. That would, and then boom, prices would just go crazy. Nuts. It won't happen. No. That's not even a guess. That's not even a speculation. That's no. not like there is... There's, I won't say zero because who the fuck chance. knows, but like, yeah, that's not happening. Yeah, who knows these days? Probably not happening anytime soon this year, but the not financial advice podcast. Yeah, but there has been deals. So anyways, I, the spread. I, yeah, I, I've had to. clients. Uh, so I had a discussion with a client recently and uh, uh, actually earlier today. And when we were talking, we we're talking about cash flows and the potential. And she goes, before I met you guys, uh, I always thought the norm was buying a property, let's say in Moore Park, uh, which is a, for for you, for people who don't know, it's like a a a a neighborhood, maybe not a plus, but a like mm-hmm. really really nice. It's just under that like nicest in the city neighborhood, like almost the nicest in the city neighborhood. And so so they were like, yeah, I, w- I would hear you know my friends and colleagues would be like, buy that, rent it out for very very strong rents and. You know, hold on to a two, three thousand dollar negative, you know, cash flow a month. That was like the norm in Toronto. That hurts me but, even like fathom. But yeah. But w- when you think of it, I mean, yeah. If those people that went to those courses, ten percent courses, first of all, they're not buying in Toronto. Those people are buying like more so in the middle of. It depends on the uh, depends on the angle of the course. If it's a flipping course, you're buying in Toronto. If it's a rental course, but most of them were flipping. I think most of the courses for a while were like flip everything because. HGTV makes it look sexy. They do make it look sexy. Then you try it. And then you're like... It's not so sexy. It's not so it's sexy. It's sexy when it's finished. And it's fun to like brag about and talk about and show pictures of. And it's nice to have like on a resume to be like, hey, look what I did in the middle of the project. And then with a market that's like fluctuating. Ooh. And then when your project is still in the middle there of it and the market tanks. Who made generational wealth off of one flip. Just a few years ago. Yeah. Like, it's, like it's the a, timing of it. If you bought, let's say, in 2017, and then you sold in 20, or maybe not 2017, it would be like 2018, 2019, mm-hmm. and you sold in like 2022 yeah. peak. Yeah, like Jan, Feb. Yeah. Yep. You, you probably made just off of appreciation 30%, not including value add. Yeah. And the value add was at like a, a you know huge multiple, yeah. given the timing, um, 100%. And what I would say to that as well, to any of you crazy people that are getting any crazy ideas, the same thing happened in crypto and the same thing happened in the stock market. 
and the same thing happened with GameStop. <laughs> like, it's the same shit, right? Yeah. You, hey, I bought something. It went up like crazy due to forces out of my control that I had. I didn't do anything to influence. And then I sold it and I made off great. And then a whole bunch of other people did the exact same, th- exact same thing under a different time period or a slightly different set of parameters and the results were not exactly the same, right? Which is why fundamentals are always important yeah. in any kind of investing. And holding power is always important in any kind of investing. Anywho, that's... So the conversation everyone's had, everyone's everyone's like investing criteria are a little bit different. So yes. like some people can weather a, a huge negative because it is a house in a neighborhood that they'll like die holding in their portfolio, yeah. and it's a piece of a very exclusive community that for sure like it's, there's it's worth it in my opinion. Yeah. It's worth it. I I would not be able to. But can you weather it? I can't right? weather that yeah. right. Like I I personally couldn't if I had so much money that I could. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to the A plus neighborhoods mm-hmm. and just buying them up because why, why wouldn't I? Of course, I want to own the nicest piece of land in the best city in Canada. Yeah, I mean people people invest in. I mean this is taking it a way a step too far in the other direction, but like people invest in art and watches and things like that that don't provide them an immediate return either, right? It's just it's a safe place to store and at least there's some income coming in. Yeah. Um, and I would argue that it's a whole lot nicer than a watch or, uh, if you know, big, uh, big triplex in the annex or wow. something is a little bit nicer than a, all right, fine. Or a, I don't know, piece of art. Well, would you say it's nice on the than art. like a nice car? Yes. Okay. Fine. And that's, yes, nice that's coming from me yeah, that's as someone who very, very I much appreciates a nice car from the annex on your wrist. Okay. <laughs> you can't flex. Actually, no, you can flex your triplex. It's just on Instagram, not on your wrist. Yeah. You'd also but, look like kind of a. Asshole. <laughs> hey, look well, at my a lot of people. A lot of people you're calling out with that one. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, Ourselves included. <laughs> excuse me while I go post my triplex on Instagram. <laughs> uh, no, but very much. So yeah. the, way, the way my conversation went was uh, because we were talking about cash flows. The last few months have been, you know, historically slow. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, we talk about the last twelve years, but go back even more. I think. Oh yeah, we were like we're at like ten year low yeah, inventory, yeah, or at least. Yeah. December was, and, I don't and, know and so it's a lot tougher to find those. You know, if we're if we're usually trying to bat for average and go top ten percent deals, which is where even top twenty percent deals, you're doing really well. If you mm-hmm. always buy the top twenty percent deal over a long period of time, you continue to grow a portfolio, you're going to do really well. Yeah. Um. So even call it top ten percent. Nowadays, top ten percent. That's like three deals that maybe are I on know. the market, and and even those that top 10% may yeah. not be looking that great, yeah. especially if you're a cash flow investor, which, yeah. uh, you know, a lot of people or try to be at least. Yeah. Um, so, the core so the question is starting. Why, why aren't there these cash flow, you know, positive properties? If I'm going to be negative, might as well be more negative and buy something in an A plus neighborhood than be slightly negative in a not A plus neighborhood in a B neighborhood or a C neighborhood. And it's like, those deals are still there. Those yeah. big cash flow deals are still there, but they're just, they need work you need to you need to really you know lift up your sleeves put your boots on and and go to town because those properties aren't as quote-unquote easy as they may have once been i could say they're quote-unquote easy because it's what i do every day it's perspective but you know for us you know if i see a property i I see sixty thousand dollars worth of renovations i can be like okay boom this that that that's how much this costs that's gonna go over here it's gonna Mm -hmm. take me this amount of time done easy in my in yeah for me and for i mean me. for uh, like it for, should be for easy us, at this point if it fairly wasn't. that's what i would consider fairly lipstick lipstick exactly like, that's a minor now those medium. lipstick renos aren't gonna get you those big cash flows that maybe three four years yeah. ago they did 
three, yeah. four years ago, you're going into a property, you know, buying at 600,000, putting the lipstick, boom, 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 yeah. done. And now your cash flow positive. Great. Yeah. I would say pre COVID, the stuff that moved really was just the stuff that was like the stuff that moved well at a price point where you're like, this doesn't really make any sense was stuff that was done, finished flip properties, brand new. Or I lived in here with my family and it's been updated in the last five to 10 years. It's in good shape kind yeah. of thing. There was room for like Nona's house that's in great condition, but very old, still very livable, but older finish. These days that older finish is still moving. Like it, it so long as I can move in, right. That, uh, that it still moves for a, you know, a fairly reasonable price from the, the end user market as far as that's concerned. Right. If I can live in it and work on it over time, great. I think that's the, the angle of a lot of people that are, uh, that are buying these days. It's really the stuff that like, I, I couldn't move in here today without renovating it first. That's, that's got the spread. That's got a little bit more of a deal it's, to be it's had. even a little bit but bigger than that. I would say you need like, to do like I significant because, yeah, work. Cause there's no sink. Like, <laughs> Like, or the sink is... Okay, a lot of them are like, it's just incredibly disgusting and vile and falling apart a That's... little bit. But there's still a sink. It might be a laundry may, sink yeah, in the basement. Exactly. But it's a sink. It may or may not work. There's only been a couple of houses I've seen recently with no kitchen. But they were... Oh, I sent you guys a video. Yeah, that, that might that be... Was, a, that was okay, the house. Sorry, like... that was a stretch on my end. Maybe <laughs> not that level, but just before that. But like, yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, or yeah. before you're like... I don't really want to live in this, but I could. Yeah. It would be comfortable. But like to get that deal, to get carpet, that like, like <laughs> cheap price, the, 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 the discount from market. I mean, the, the thing that I have been saying, and I, I do very much think is true. The spread between a finished property and a needs lots of work property is growing these days. It seems like, especially in the last couple of weeks, the stuff that is really hot, really moving ready is getting, the eyes, it's getting the attention, it's getting multiple offers, which is yep. helping drive that price up to create the disparity. While the stuff on the bottom end of that spectrum is getting no offers, it's sitting for a month, and then you're kind of in a bit of a negotiation. Um, so perhaps the upper stuff is probably selling a little bit above market value for that finished property, and the lower stuff is probably selling a little bit below market value, which again continues to create that disparity. The problem is, for some, you need to do the work. Uh, and to do the work, not only one, do you need to ha be, have a little bit of confidence in who you're hiring to do the work, what work you're going to be actually doing, knowing which steps to take in the right order, um, and not screw up your project. And that's scary. That's risk for, for the uninitiated, if you will. <laughs> um, but, but also it's a lot of money. It like these rentals are probably like a hundred grand plus to, to be at the level where you're creating that gap, that spread. Yeah. Um, you're going to be spending in most cases, you know, 80 to a hundred grand or, or more, a uh, lot more in some and cases. And, and, and 80 to a hundred grand is like, that's like floor level. Yeah. Pricing. Like that's, like that's the, if you're going you're to someone random, that, you're probably say. spending that times 1.5 easily. Yeah. Easily. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And if you hire the city to do it, 10 X. Yeah. Um, no, but seriously, it's going to be at least, at least that level. Um, and if you're a, unless you're, Looking at it again from the investor's shoes, you're you're adding some value. You're getting some income back from that value that you're adding, or from at least the way you're finishing that property. If you're like a, a first-time buyer, second-time buyer, you're trying to get into the market for the first time, which I would argue is probably a lot of people that are moving around right now, um, using the low prices to like leverage what down payment funds they have, which is likely less than someone coming from their third house or their fourth house, yeah. right? When you're on a fixed, uh, you're working with a limited amount of capital. You've probably barely got enough for the 20% down payment and closing costs. 
where are you going to finance a $100,000 reno, right? Which is why everyone moves towards, one, they don't want to do the work, which, fine, fair, super fair. That's the biggest one. Yeah. Um, I don't know that it's the biggest one, but I think it's a Ooh. very significant one. Um, not wanting to do the work, not knowing how to do the work, not even knowing how to approach a situation, not having the vision for, to take something from ugly to stunning. Uh, Pinterest, that's the key. Um, but also just the capital. If you can, if I can buy a finished property for 20% more, well, all that's on the bank anyways, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm only paying 20% of that in terms of like from the down payment increase. I don't have to fork over a hundred thousand yeah. dollars in cash. I can then leverage that through the bank, which is a much easier strategy. And I also don't need to live through a six, eight month renovation or what have you and hire all these people. So I think there's a lot of valid. legitimate reasons yeah, for valid. the spread to exist. For sure. Um, but for some, it also creates opportunity. Yeah. Right. It, uh, it provides opportunity. It means we get to get in at a lower entry price to, to create some cash flow, depending on where that, Big personalized is coming from renovations, especially if it's an end user home. Yeah. It's great to personalize things because once you buy a turnkey property, you're not necessarily going to go in and say like, Oh, I wish my kitchen actually had this feature or, Oh, I wish yeah. I had an extra washroom here. That's, you know, you're ripping up things that are perfectly fine. That's been my issue with finding investment properties too, for some people is that like you're, you walk through a house and it's maybe it's not design. Design is one thing, but like just the layout, maybe it doesn't work, but it's a perfectly fine house. And let's say the kitchen's in the wrong spot. You're not going to go in. You're paying for it anyways. Yeah, you're, you're not going to premium. You're, you're paying the premium nice. for the yeah. finished property. Then you're yeah. going to go in and rip it out and spend more money to redo it. Just saw that doesn't make that. any sense just, at all. So you kind of like an hour ago saw the exactly that exactly that scenario. Like, this is so nice. This is perfect. It works for me. But I need to move this beautifully newly done kitchen over here and add a washroom downstairs. Meaning I'm ripping out the beautifully finished basement. Ugh, great. And then all so let's let's just you're paying light fifty thousand dollars. And you're already paying the premium because it's so nice inside. And then so why are you even paying yeah. for the... Let's yeah. light $50,000 on fire and yeah, exactly. move on. on. You're not going to... This isn't coming back. This $50,000 is already yeah. maxed It's out, only right? value add if there was value to be added. Exactly. And it's not already at a, a premium, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, unless it's in the right neighborhood, I think. Because, because of where we are. Um, mm-hmm. Because so many neighborhoods are fairly exclusive. People are like... They are just waiting to find any opportunity to own a piece of something in that area. Mm-hmm. They, you find a miscellaneous two and a half story detached in like Leslieville, for example, it could look like anything. It yeah. doesn't matter. It's going to move just quite well. And so exactly. I just want it here so that I own this land and then I can do with it what I want yeah. for, for life. Anyways, that's kind of a bit of a, a rant and a tangent, but um, long story short, I think there is value to be added to properties. Um, I think that is going to help make things cash flow in the short term, um, depending on where your renovation funds are coming from. Obviously, if it's a leverage from a HELOC, that's got a bit of a cost to it that's increasing these days. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that could be an offset. So the cash flow does have to be pretty strong. Um, and it's, it's nice to know and feel safe that this is my stance on the, uh, on the value add perspective. It's nice to add the value. It's nice to feel super safe about the value, knowing that I have a property that's worth X uh, and my mortgage is worth significantly lower the, the gap between what I paid for it and how much equity I started with and how much equity I currently have is large. What do you do with that these days? The answer two years ago would have been to burr to, to refinance, pull that money out, buy another one. I, I think you really have to have a diamond these days to make that make a ton of sense. Um, just looking at where the costs for mortgages and things like that are um, the, the cash flows aren't quite so huge because mortgages, mortgage rates are so high. Um, I would kind of 
I would think of the best deals, at least personally, how I would probably operate this would be like a, like a super long-term burr, right? Knowing that the cash is, the capital is going to be tied up in the property, but I've at least built an equity net, like a little bit of a nest egg in there that one day I can access that. Maybe the cash flow is strong enough that I can do a refi short term or add a HELOC or a second mortgage piece or something to access that equity only if there's something I can do with it to make a return for it to make sense. I'm not going to pay 6% mortgage rate to just let it sit there and do nothing and then kind of burn a hole. Um, but I think it's more and more difficult to find ways to access that capital after you've added well, the value. That's that, been that's my... one thing that we were just sort of learning a little bit more about was mm. the product from one of the banks, one of the major banks. Uh, I believe they might all even have this. Uh, where they go in and once they... So, so once you lock up a property, uh, typically, you know, you try to pick it up conditionally. Usually the two conditions are uh, for, for a freehold property, they're going to be on conditional on inspection and financing. Uh, roughly around five business days. So financing, what, what typically happens is you send it to your mortgage agent. They'll go through everything and be like, yes, you can afford this. Okay, yep, you're good. The property looks good, but they need an appraisal of the property. So they send out an appraisal, uh, an appraiser to go to the property, check it out, make sure everything's good. They'll, they'll then compare that to the recent sales in the area. Whether they do a good job or not is, you know, up in the air, but usually it's fine. Well, we're buying is usually <laughs> fine. Sometimes you got to get a second appraisal. Sometimes you got to get a second appraisal. Uh, I've, I've seen some wild appraisals before. We've had some like, especially some, with like market rent stuff sometimes. Some wild appraisals. Like sometimes they're like, oh, you're buying a triplex? Here's a bungalow of that. So I'm like, oh yeah, we went what? through one of those. Like what? Yeah. What are you talking about? That's not even this. Okay. Side, side. I had, a, I had a the market rent appraisal too that came in and then we just, we asked for a second opinion being like, hey, we think this is way off. It came back double. Like yep. four to eight thousand dollars was yeah. the was the jump from the first guy to the second guy. No other like opinions, no nothing. The property didn't change. This was like three days apart. Yep. Anyways, sometimes Anyways, you just this, gotta check this, your appraisers. This this product that uh, some banks may or may not have is uh, that when that appraiser goes in to appraise the value of your house, let's say you bought it for a million dollars, they'll also appraise it on a value of potential renovations that you're doing. So you would send them a list and say, I'm gonna put up quartz countertops, new cabinets, new washrooms, new flooring, blah, blah, blah. I'm changing the windows, uh, increasing electrical to 200 amps, like whatever it is, you you have that all outlined for them and a quote from a contractor. You put, put that all together and send it to them. Then when they're at the property looking at it, first of all, they're going to say, okay, is this a million dollars? Yes, maybe it does. And, you know, they'll compare it. And then after seeing it, they're going to say, okay, with the value added to the property now we will refinance it at this certain amount so that amount could yeah. be this is the part that's a little bit more unknown for us right now is it 1.2 is it 1.3 or is it you know well i think that's just getting you know one x the amount of your yeah, rental or is it well, 1.5 it's property specific again right like it that's yeah. that's very one i i don't think i, I think it's an amazing proper uh product is the word i'm looking for i think it's an amazing product i think it adds a whole lot of certainty to your project up front which is the biggest most important thing um, and I think it also, because they're willing to take kind of like a before and after approach, I think it does well to add, um, like it brings more properties into, like it makes them more of an option. Stuff that a normal bank wouldn't typically finance. They can look at it and say, no one can live here right now, so therefore I'm not going to touch it. Or no one can live here right now, but I'm only giving you X today. I know you're going to do this work and then I'll give you the rest when you're finished. Um, 
I think it's I think it's called the Purchase Plus improvements, but I, I actually think that was the a slightly different product because um, this one is not paying for the actual construction as it happens. It's just paying you at the end, kind of doing like yeah. a like a built-in refi, right? Like built it really refi. is just a built-in refi. Which but it, it takes that variable that you don't know. What I know what I can get at the rental. end of the day, exactly. which is which is huge. And if you can get more, great. But if you can't, at least you have like a guaranteed kind of a locked in thing from the start. I mean, guaranteed. I'm sure there's a bunch uh, yeah. of, you know, caveats yeah, and things. You, you and you really have to follow, follow everything. everything to a um, T that you said that you would. But yeah, yeah, it I, does open up a lot of opportunities, I think, it does. Uh, for more certainty, because uh, one of the one of the biggest questions I get asked or one of the hesitancies, at least from investors, is that. I'm putting X amount of work in this property. How do I know? How do I know it's going to come what out? What if it, what if I can't pull out more? Yeah. What if, you know, yeah, totally fair. And yeah. there's no answer to that or no realtor is going to say, Oh, for sure. You're going to do, cause well, then some, be, some will, some will <laughs> actually, I think a lot of them will. Oh, uh, that's yeah. Work with some of those. Uh, well, what you, before, okay. I've had my, before Sorry, I had my license, like, oh. <laughs> honestly, before I was even here back when I was doing the flipping off of the, uh, off of those weekend courses. <laughs> hey, that number is guaranteed. Buddy, you're good. <laughs> you're good, buddy. It's the buddy for no, me. No problem. <laughs> you see this comp? Six streets over, an extra story, <laughs> double the lot width. Sure thing. Yeah, buddy. no problem, buddy. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, there's, there's no guarantees there. So. Um, what I don't think that solves, uh, unfortunately, is the same general gist. If I access that capital, if I go and pull that out, what is the num? What do the numbers look like now? What does that? What does it look like today? So I, I think it's awesome to have. I think even using a portion of it would be super cool. Yep. Um, and it's a nice guarantee of things, or as guaranteed as it can be. Um, but it, in general, still accessing, and then what your numbers look after that is just tougher these days, mm-hmm. right? Um, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So there was that thunder. Storm, did you see that? You mean thunder snow? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, were, were you like? So I was walking the dog. Shit was crazy. Really? You were walking the dog. Yeah, I think um, I think I, I had showings. So I, I first of all, I knew the thing was coming. I didn't know it was going to be thunder snow. Uh, but I was like, hey, can we like maybe reschedule nuts. the showings? Which I'm glad I didn't because. We, we hit like the tail end. I think the last two, it started to snow. And then all of a sudden it was like, every, we walked, we went to two properties. Once the snow started, we maybe were in each property for like 15 minutes. And I, we would go in, car's clean, come back out. I need to take up the brush, like brutal. Second house, same thing. Um, and then it took me like an hour and a half to get home, just like across town, which was yep. a bit of a shit show. But when I got home, snowing like crazy. Took, uh, took Callie out for a walk. I hear like, just thunder crash, whatever. And I, th- I thought it was like a plane or something. Like I thought a plane just like went overhead. It was like that kind of vibe. And then it happened again. I was like, it's a lot of planes. You don't <laughs> even live in a fly zone. Do you? Um, you sometimes, here? sometimes we get something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't know. Maybe. Um, and then we heard more and then I was like, what the hell's going on? And then we saw lightning and I was like, what the deuce? <laughs> like what? <laughs> Anyways, in general, it, it was just cool. And you see photos like the next day. I don't <laughs> I know. I don't know. Was, yeah, in general, I, it was dope. I'm not a fucking. I love that shit. What's a geologist? No, that's not the right. Geographist? Ge- no. <laughs> fucking trying, what? I'm just trying to. What's get... a weather person? That's. Geologist. Is that, is that it? Meteorologist. Meteorologist. Yeah, thank you. you. 
Um, yeah, I have no fucking idea, but I thought it was. I knew it was cool. I know people don't see that shit often. I know there was lightning and there was thunder and then there was snow at the same time. Hence, thunder snow. Yeah, I was, real cool. I was in my living room and I was talking to my girlfriend. Oh, you got a good view for yeah, that shit. Oh, it was a great view. So, so I'm living on like in a condo, so I'm a little bit higher up, and I'm I'm speaking to my girlfriend, but I'm I'm not facing the window behind mm. me, the, the, the like floor to ceiling windows with like my balcony door. Mm. I'm I'm looking at her and she's talking to me, and midway through, she just her she's like, oh, and I'm like, what? She's like. There was just lightning. And I was like, there's no way there was light. I look back. I'm like, there's not, come on, it's snowing. There's a snow. Yeah. She's like, there was lightning. So, so then we're just both like staring outside for a while. And then you see a flash again. And like, Holy crap. Yeah. It was lightning. It was cool. It was really cool too. The snow wasn't falling down. It was going just parallel. Like sideways. Yeah. yeah, side, yeah. It was a totally heavy, sideways. Heavy duty storm. It was, it was pretty cool to see like from, from that level. You're like, wow, this is intense. Yeah. And my, my, like my actual, uh, so my balcony was fully covered in snow. Usually it's just like yeah. a, a, a outer lip. It was fully covered. It was it was pretty intense. I'm surprised uh, that we didn't have more like power outage, branch tree breaking. Like the wind was huge and the snow was heavy as hell. Yeah. That was a bitch to move the next morning. You're lucky. <laughs> you fucking condos. Yeah, I wish I had a garage. Yeah. And I wish I had a snowblower. That, that taught me. I saw one guy on our street had like a, you know, a snowblower that it kind of is like, has like a weed whacker stick. It's just like a snow, like a little like foot and a half snowblower on the end of a weed whacker kind of thing. Genius. Probably doesn't blow much snow, but it's not doing anything. It was real cool. You need those intense. Even a, yeah, even like a heavy duty, like an electric snowblower would probably jam up. Like that shit was heavy. No. Mm -hmm. I built my first snowman in a long time this weekend. Really? Yeah. We took, uh, we took Ella in the backyard. We did some laps. Callie went crazy and we built the snowman. Does Ella know what it is or she was like, hi, Dad, your snowman sucks. <laughs> did, <laughs> it did not look very good. Uh, Hold on. I have, a, like I, have a, uh, I have a photo of it somewhere. It it's like, uh, what's that guy's name? What's that snowman's name? Come on. The Olaf? Olaf. See, <laughs> I know exactly away. the yeah. snowman. Did it look like that? That's how uh, I picture your snowman. It, it looked a whole lot worse than that. We'll, uh, Olaf? we'll maybe attach. Uh, this is the middle of my backyard right It's kind of like, a, oh, my God. <laughs> well, you don't like his face? He looks like Joe Swanson from uh, Family Guy, you know, the big jaw. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Just real crooked jaw. Yeah. I'm surprised if I get home and his head's still attached. Like, I gave him no neck. I didn't realize when I built the top one, it was bigger than the second one. Like, his head was bigger <laughs> than the body snowball. That's a bad snowman. <laughs> so then I kind of, like, hacked at his neck to give it a little bit of depth <laughs> and character. And that. now he's just fucking... Whatever. I broke his jaw, and it wasn't it wasn't a good time, but... It's very entertaining. I haven't built a snowman in like probably a decade. That's probably a good thing. Why? Snowmen are cool. Would you like a 30-year-old building a snowman by yourself? <laughs> hey, kids, come check out my <laughs> <Yeah>. snowman. <laughs> and arrested. Um, wow, what a great place to end an episode. Oh, hit our segment. We didn't even hit our I, segment. Oh, yeah. Well, that's... Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Watch Spiro go for a rant in a moment. And now it's time. For the Reddit random. I didn't do the thing this time. I really do have to clip the first one because it sounds probably the best. That was a good (laughs) one too. I just like watching you get I had to try. Just get get ready for it. Uh, Clear your throat. (laughs) uh Uh-oh. Where'd it go though? I mean, it's up on the board. Well, you you remember the answer to it. No, this is... I'd have some questions to ask. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, so... What we what we learned from the Toronto Star after digging uh, digging on Reddit today, um, we're spending 
This goes goes hand in hand with our rant on government spending last time. <laughs> Apparently, we as a city are spending nine million dollars to rescue a digging machine. That's how they've called. It. I mean, I feel like they're really downplaying the the cost and use and how important this thing is. But it looks like a it's a tunneler, maybe four feet wide or so, that uh, that's being used to over micro tunneling to bore uh, to bore under the city. I think where they they were near line two, the subway line two, and apparently it got jammed up like seven feet from the exit kind of thing, or from where it was supposed to be finished, which it makes me think of like, you ever seen the, the kind of mean, kind of not, just photo of like the guy that's like digging for diamonds or whatever, and, and the one guy off. turns around yeah. and it's like right there. That's that's it. Except this guy in a classic Toronto fashion just got tangled up on fucking construction junk that was buried underground, and now he's a stuck there. Like stabbing was like the rebar and shit. Fault. I don't get it. Why is the city paying for that? Uh, well, I don't know. I guess city's, the city's junk. Like, city's, hey, you broke our digging machine. Yeah. The, I don't know how expensive these digging machines are, but probably I don't know, much just leave more it. than nine million dollars. I'm assuming, yeah. or at least that much. Probably some fancy diamond cutting head thing. Oh, it was five meters long by one point five meters in diameter. That's it's the. Not, it's not even that big. What were they building that hole for? Like, what's going? Utilities, in? probably. Yeah, utility cables. That type of stuff. True. Like primary, like underground for, it's probably for Rogers. There's no way $9 million. And that's the, well, cause they need to like, so it got, it got stuck in like tied like rebar and stuff for like foundation work for buildings. That was just leftover garbage. It sounds like just miscellaneous stuff there. It grabbed all that and started chewing it up and then it got broken and stuck. And I think it probably like punched something else loose while it was down there. There has to be a cheap, uh, like a way. <laughs> the cutter head started to chew into that wire, and it just became a bunch of spaghetti and got wrapped up in the machine, and the machine couldn't advance anymore. Who said that? Director in the city's engineering and construction department. Thanks for dumbing it down for us, buddy. <laughs> buddy. <laughs> spaghetti. Uh, uh, sensors that are used to, to guide and raise I, the I yield. do appreciate, though, the simple... Oh yeah, I would not have if yeah. they were like the cauldron. Anyways, <laughs> I, c- I couldn't even explain it in a smart way. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I like the heard. the teacher from Charlie Brown. That's what I would hear. <laughs> uh, we have to rethink and refocus how we're going to achieve this. Two meter diameter pipe was put down the exit hole. Workers shoveled using a hydro. So they're like hand shoveling this thing out. Yeah. Oh, How's it's it? a matter of extreme urgency. Because there was significant health and safety hazard to the public. Oh, interesting. Oh. Whoa. So they found uh, found grid, dug into groundwater, it seems like. Because I think it, oh. it got, like, sent off course. Whoops. Sent off course once it, like, picked all the random shit up. The spaghetti. The spaghetti steel. And, uh, and then it hit, like, a storm drain. Uh, oh, that's not good. Destabilized, like, the ground around it. So <laughs> more sinkholes that aren't caused by rats <laughs> this time. Damn. This thing's causing issues. Yeah, that $9 million now seems... Uh, uh, extrication efforts put on hold while the ground stabilization firm was called in. Oh, boy. And this is probably, like, under a condo or something, too. <laughs> oh, my God. Yikes. Yeah, the salt... Sourced urgent emergency rescue contract with a you primary boys. contractor totals about Come nine on, million dollars. Come on, man! An unwelcome surprise for a city so far unable to fill massive budget gaps. Yeah, obviously, with shit like this happens, nine Ooh. million dollars. I thought when you brought this up, I thought a person got stuck down there, and I'm like, that guy's worth. That person's worth. <laughs> this nine guy million. ain't worth nine million nine bucks. Million bucks. <laughs> 
See ya. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, no, well, this might be more than a person that's at stake here, <laughs> yeah. apparently. I, uh, I'm not going to lie. I put that on the list, and I was like, eh, who's spending $9 million bucks to repair it? Just get now this thing. Like, Just leave them down it, there. Get it con. Yeah. Ooh, yikes. I saw something funny, too. It is not a Reddit random, but it was something that the Toronto counselors cut $500,000 from the budget. For what? And I was like, why? Dude, five hundred thousand dollars. What are you gonna do with that? What the that's, hell? Are you gonna, okay. What is that gonna do these days? This thing costs nine million dollars. That five hundred grand is like, what would the city spend five hundred grand on? Like a vendor to some event that they're holding. Like someone's someone's, someone's holding a petition rooms? right now to put. Um, we're having a street petition go on because they want to put on speed bumps because everyone uses our street, all the northwest ones. Or northwest, that's a direction. Uh, north south streets. <laughs> Uh, to like bypass the highway access in our area, right? Which makes sense, sure. Yeah, and they're I like, put, all the time too. <laughs> put speed bumps because fuck those people and our kids and stuff. And yes, fair. Um, that's probably there's two streets and they're 200 meters long. It's probably gonna that's gonna that's more than 500 grand for sure. <laughs> oh yeah, it take them like three Just months like, to do it too. Yeah, and they're gonna order like four plastic speed bumps off of one two three speedbumps.ca, and they're gonna be like, that's the that'll be five hundred thousand dollars. I hate those. Well, they hate. Give me the nice long. Flat, slow. Yeah, we walked over these the other no, the, day. The, but the plastic ones are genius. They're so sharp. The, the oh, they're so yeah. yeah oh my yeah. god. No, Do you like, like suspension? No, no. I'm not saying as a driver they're not genius. But oh, as a but they, they work. Way, yeah. I'm just going and oh, screwing they, them in one day. Yeah. Boom. Like way better than sitting there and like paving these. And then have you ever been on yeah. a big one? Those beefy ones that they put in by mistake. The flat wide ones or the just flat the flat wide ones that are a little bit too not so flat. Like, a little bit too wide. Yeah. Where, where yeah. you, you see the guys in their haunt does like just. Oh, yeah. You got to go up on an angle and down on an angle. And then you're like, why am I? Where's my back wheels? Yeah. Hondas. <laughs> Shout out to. Uh, Hector. Hector. Yeah. He's building three Honda Civics with spoon engines. Who's that? Oh, my God. That's uh, some one. One guy will get that somewhere. Is that fast? Yeah. Serious? Yeah. Those movies suck. Fuck you. <laughs> no. So bad. You are incorrect, they are sir. So bad. Maybe. No, none of them. Fuck it. They just embodied themselves after a while. They're they so just bad. went so far. Just like, we are this. Yeah. This is us. Yeah. What? You don't like family? <laughs> family. <laughs> you don't respect family? Family. 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 That, was that was my childhood. That's trash. Perhaps why I was a degenerate. Yeah. I think Tokyo Drift came out right before I got my license, I think. And my grandma's Camry paid the price. (laughs) (laughs) (coughs) And on that note. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Flexibility. Once upon a time, I had some. All right. See you later. See you.